I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The FT. Vegas Vic is a 40-foot neon-lit sign of a smiling cowboy with a glint in his eye and a cocky wave at his permanent disposal. He currently stands in the middle of Las Vegas's rapidly regenerating downtown area, but he was born in an altogether different time. In the early 1950s, Vic was employed to advertise the loose charms of the Pioneer Club, one of the city's most notable dens of pleasure-seeking. His advocacy was not subtle. Howdy, Bodner, he welcomed tourists every 15 minutes of every day. During a stay in a nearby hotel in 1966, the thunderously voiced movie star Lee Marvin took exception to Vic's salute and asked that it be silenced. What a conversation that must have been. The cowboy never quite recovered and became mute. In 1991, he stopped waving too. Vegas Vic also features in one of the most famous postcards of the heady post-war era in which he was created. In the foreground of a luridly coloured illustration, Vic is smiling, smoking, waving. The signs all around him promise delights, jackpots, liquor, free parking. But in the distance, a still more spectacular attraction catches the eye. Is it a mushroom? Is it a cloud? Why, it's a mushroom cloud. For the whole of the 1950s, Vegas was the up-and-atom city, the perfect vantage point from which to view the nuclear tests that took place in nearby Nye County. Vic has history, all right, and he wears his experience proudly. He's the only man in the world, other than Ronnie Wood, who still thinks it fetching to dangle a cigarette from his parched and possibly radioactive lips. Vic and his neon buddies are a part of Las Vegas that the city's pioneers never dreamt they would need to pay any attention to, its heritage. The gambling paradise famously refuses to put clocks on its walls so that hapless visitors will more easily lose track of time, money and their senses. It's earthed in the fleshy joys of the present and aims relentlessly towards the future, devising ever more ingenious ways of entertaining the feckless part of the human spirit. But its past is catching up with it. Vegas is now old enough to have a history, and it needs to decide what that history is. Vegas Vic is part of it. Many of the flashing signs that once shared the atomically charged skies with the cowboy are today assembled in the boneyard of the city's newly refreshed Neon Museum. The new visitor centre offers guided tours of the spent bulbs and rusted fittings that are the only remains of bygone glories. It's an unmissable and strangely moving experience. Here is the sign for the Frontier Club where Elvis first played and bombed in Vegas. Around the corner there's one for the Jackpot Motel, which should surely have held back some of the pot to help it survive the ravages of forthcoming years. The museum does its best in the way of restoration, but to be perfectly honest, I wish it only limited success. The romance of decrepitude is keenly felt in the archaeological museums of southern Europe and the Middle East, but there's something yet more touching about seeing recent history falling apart before our eyes. It reminds us that everything moves fast these days, even decay. Not far from Neon Boneyard is the Mob Museum. 
Another part of Vegas's history, the role of organized crime in its expansion, is treated here with something approaching the spirit of camp. There are two sides to every story, warns the cover of the program, just in case you are leaning unequivocally towards the good guys. You can shoot a Tommy gun, sound effects only, sit in the courtroom which housed some of the most dramatic congressional hearings of the time, and see the original wall, rebuilt brick by brick and splashed with blood, against which the St. Valentine's Day massacre took place. I bow to no one in admiration of Las Vegas's relentlessly innovative spirit. It is, along with Venice, the world's most fantastical city, a towering testament to hypercapitalism and a triumph of the hedonic impulse. But it needed to come to terms with its past. The Rat Pack shenanigans, the glowing cowboy sign, the shady dealings of past investments, they cast a shadow over the city. The seeking out and presentation of its heritage has been a form of catharsis for it. It's easy to invent the future, given the drive, the imagination and the money. What can be much harder for a city is to define its past. That's where culture comes in. It's why each new megalopolis of the 21st century, whether it's in China or South America or the Middle East, strives so hard to establish its cultural credentials. Tell a good story about your past and you can move freely into your future. Wave your troubles away and step into the unknown. You'll always find a friend to welcome you with a jaunty howdy partner. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.